Good morning. So, the parsham. There's two places in the Torah where the Torah goes through a list of um, curses, so to speak, when the Jewish people don't do what God wants. And um, it's interesting, which we'll discuss maybe later this week, how both of these parshas fall out, coincidentally, they, they, they fall out um, in auspicious times where this, this parsha B'chukhoisai, is always read before Shavuos. And the same as Parsha's Kisavai, which is the other parsha where it talks about the curses, is always read right before Rosh Hashanah. But they're each read with a break in between. B'chukhoisai is read, and we always read Bamidbar in between. That means there's always a Shabbos, there's always two Shabbos in before Shavuos, same with Rosh Hashanah. Kisavai always has a parsha after even the Tzavim, the Tzavim Vayelach, but it always has a parsha after, um, <clears throat> separating it from Rosh Hashanah, but it's always right before. So, but in both parshas, what also is similar between them is before the curses, it goes through a list of blessings. And then there's the whole Hasidic interpretation, Kabbalistic, which we will get to later this week, how in the, the curses are really blessings in disguise, and if you look deeper, they're really very deep blessings, but uh, it's a separate discussion. But in the blessings that are that precede the curses, so the parsha opens up this week. It says, "If you follow my laws and you keep the mitzvahs, I will give you many blessings." And of the blessings, I wanted to pick on one of the blessings, discuss it, and find and learn something very interesting, a very interesting insight. The blessing, the the initial blessing, the first blessing that the Torah gives, that if you keep my laws. I will give you rain in the, in the right time. I will give you rain in the right time. And like we were discussing last week about the sabbatical, that you know back then the, the um, majority of people made their livelihood and they literally lived off the land. Agriculture, working on the land, that was, that was the, the primary business back then. And they were very focused on rain. Right? They were very focused on, on having rain, having enough rain. And there's actually long sections in the, the Talmud and the Gemara discussing um, if, they, if they don't have rain. And if rain is not coming, the whole process of what you do is a series of fasts and a series of prayers, the whole thing that you have to do in order to beseech God and ask, and ask for rain. So Hashem um, uh, grants and says, that if the Jewish people will do what I say, if you'll do it, I'll give you rain at the right time. Rashi explains what this means. What does it mean rain at the right time? When is the wrong time for rain? Especially someone that needs it, right, for the field. What is the right time? So Rashi explains that the right time means Hashem is going to bring rain. Does anyone know when? When is the right time for rain? When is the right time? Friday night. Very good, Friday night. Rashi says Friday night, when everyone is at home, because no one's, uh, no one's driving their cars, everyone's at home, no one's working on the field, everyone's uh, sitting and enjoying their Shabbos meal. So some people, when, you do, when you're a guest somewhere, you need to walk home after, and you get stuck in the rain. But if you're, if you're eating at home, it's the best time for it to rain. No one's out, no one's walking, no one's driving, no one's going to get hurt. And, 
and um, no one's working on the land, it's the best time for rain. You can't think of a better time. I mean, even Sunday when you're not working, you, you're going on, you want to go on a trip, you want to do something. So, but Friday night is the best, is the best time for rain. So Rashi says, Hashem says, this is what's, what I'm going to give. If you do what I say, I'm going to give rain at the right time on Friday night. Now what's interesting is that if you look in what we say every day, we say every day Shema, and in Vahoyim Shemaya, there's a similar verse. Where it says, If you listen to everything that I say, same idea. It says, When I will give you rain in the right time. Also, in the right time. And over there, Rashi gives a bit of a different interpretation. Over there, Rashi explains what's the right time for rain. Rashi there says two interpretations. The first interpretation Rashi gives is what is the right time at night. In general, at night, any night. I mean, especially back then, now you know that the, the, sometimes on the roads they specifically choose the nighttime to do construction because there's less traffic. But back then when they didn't have the luxury of light, right, they literally worked from sunrise to sunset. That was the day. You woke up at sunrise, no matter how early it was, four in the morning, and you worked till sunset because that's when you had light. As soon as it got dark, you couldn't work. So, um, so the right time is at night, because at night no one's working, no one's out working. So that's the first interpretation Rashi gives, that what's the right time for rain? At night. Then Rashi says, another interpretation is Friday night. So, so we have two places in the Torah, the Torah, so to speak, um, uh, telling us that Hashem is going to give a blessing of giving rain at the right time when we listen to what Hashem, says, Hashem wants. But in one place, Rashi seems to understand that it specifically means, in our parasha, it specifically means only Friday night. It doesn't even give the option of the other interpretation. But in the other place, when we say every day, V'hoyim Shemaya, there Rashi says that at night, another interpretation, Friday night. So why is there a difference? Why in one place does Rashi feel, and, uh, um, feel the, 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 to go straight to the interpretation of Friday night, and Vayim Shemaya, where Rashi learns night, another interpretation Friday night. So there's differences in the words. I'm not going to focus on that because it will take long. I want to give just an insight. What? Entire Artsachem. Exactly. One is more on the land, one is more on the person. Gavra Chavza. Yeah, no, exactly, precisely. I mean, you can go into that. Metai Artsachem um, means. Means the land. That what time is good for the land? When is it good for the land? It's good for the land when it's not going to interfere with a person. And when, is it, when the person is not working on it at night. But in our parasha, it's more focused on the person. Um, that it, I'm going to give you rain at the best time for you. The best time for you is not even the night during the week, it's on Friday night. So that's a, but, but going a step deeper on the insight that we can learn, yesterday we were discussing. That Bechukaisa Etelechu is not a simple um, is not a simple statement. That what does it mean to go on God's ways? We explained there's three types of mitzvahs, right? The Edus Chukum I'm not going to go back into that, but very simply, very briefly, um, we explained that Bechukaisa Etelechu and Rashi explains to you that it's referring to a very, very um, extreme and uh, um, high performance level of listening to what God wants, not just the simple checking the boxes, but more of an intense and more of a devoted form of, of giving yourself over to God and committing yourself. A much deeper form. Or we said, B'chukaisai comes from the word chakika in Hebrew, which means engraved. And engraved means that you're so deeply attached to something that it's engraved in you. 
Uh, not like not like um, ink written where ink can, can be faded and can rub out. It's engraved. It's a part of you. It's a very deep um, level of commitment where it's literally you. Um, and it's not, a, it's not a added piece onto you. It's integrated and it's deeply a part of you. So refers to a very deep level of, of performance and of commitment to Hashem. And this is the difference. Vahim Shemaya, we learn, if you learn there, the difference between after Vahim Shemaya, one is uh, um, when you're oisin and one is in We're not going to go into the Divir Chazal, but very simply, Vahim Shemaya is referring to a basic level of performance, more of a basic level. Now, the Kabbalah teaches us in Zoyar, we're taught that everything that we get from Hashem, everything that Hashem gives us reflects our behavior. It's like a mirror. That we, based on what we do, is what we receive. Kind of midah connected midah, that idea. But um, a, a bit deeper than that. That everything that we receive from God reflects our behavior. And therefore, there's a huge difference between our parasha and Vahim Shemaya. When a person is committing themselves to God only on a basic level, what should they re- expect to receive? A basic level of blessing. That they'll receive a natural, so to speak, level. But God says, okay, I'll make sure the rain comes in the right time, but the land doesn't need rain once a week. It needs rain more often than once a week. It needs to be irrigated more often than once a week. It means that it needs to be irrigated more often than once a week. I'll make the rain come often. I'll just make sure it's at night time. In our part, the blessing is completely different. Listen to what Hashem says. Hashem says, I'm going to make sure the rain comes in a supernatural way, in a miraculous way. And the way where the land, technically one night a week rain, is not enough to irrigate the land. But I'm going to make that all the rain that the land needs should come on the one night that it won't interfere at all with anything of, of, what's, of your activities. And that night is going to be enough rain to sustain the land for all the rain and irrigation the land needs. So Hashem says, so to speak, I'm going to give you, I'm going to respond in a supernatural way, in a miraculous way. I'm going to give you your needs in a miraculous way, not in a natural way. Why? Because your level of performance and your level of commitment is supernatural. You're pushing yourself to, to beyond your limits, to commit yourself in an engraved way, in a, in a deep way, and a much, much deeper level of commitment, and therefore I'm going to respond in kind, reflecting your behavior. So what this teaches us is something very profound. It teaches us that, that, we, that, um, that we can... So we've discussed this in the past, but what it teaches us is that we can, we can, so to speak, relate to God in a natural way. And that's kind of like the go-to, because we're natural people. We're living in the natural world, right? So we can relate to, to um, our commitment and our relationship with God in a natural way, meaning that we, um, we behave in what our nature um, allows us to, so to speak. We behave and we, we, we um, conduct ourselves in a natural way based on how habitual, based on what's, what's, what, feels, what feels normal to us, what I can handle, um, what, what I can contain, but something that I can't contain, something which is pushing myself, I, I, I'm not ready to do that for God. And what's funny is that sometimes we're ready to do that for other things. Just when it comes to God, there we say, I'll do, what, I'll do what I'm able to, what I'm capable of. Oh, you want me to do more? I'm not capable of that. When it comes to other things, um, we're ready to push ourselves beyond our capabilities because we really want it. Um, so comes the Torah teaching us that if you're going to act that way towards God, God says, I'll respond in kind. I'll deal with you in a natural way. Okay, I'll, I'll bless you. But it's all going to be within the rules of nature. That You won't experience anything, anything out of the ordinary. 
you want to be, you want to be, um, uh, commit yourself to God in an out of the ordinary way, then we're talking about something different. It's a different type of relationship now. Here, you're pushing yourself to go beyond your limit, beyond your capabilities, beyond expectation. You're not just trying to perform to, to make sure that uh, your boss is satisfied. You're trying to go beyond expectation and really make sure that your, your, um, your, your performance level is, 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 um, is incredible. And when you're giving such a level of commitment, God responds in kindness. Says, "Okay, you want the relationship to be, relationship to be supernatural. The relationship will remain supernatural, and, all, and what you'll get will be supernatural." And um, God responds in kind, giving us the blessing of all the rain Friday night when everyone wants it, and um, in a way that it should be enough rain to sustain the field. So um, this teaches us how um, yes, that our actions do bring on us what, what we receive, and we have to learn how to build that relationship with God in more of a supernatural way, to push ourselves beyond our limits, the same we would do it for a physical activity and something physical that we're very into. Um, yeah, L'chaim. L'chaim, one more. Water? <laughs>